Every time I go into a store and I look at your numbers and I see the high performer doing something or I see a couple of anomalies and the effective labor rate's $50 higher than anybody else, I'm like, okay, let me look at some tickets. I'm like, hey, by the way, let me pull the internal tickets because I know what he's doing. How big is his, 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 his compensation for that ELR? Oh, well, he's been hitting the top tier for the past six months. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Great. Let me look at that. Let me look at month number eight. And then we'll look at number month number four, and I'm looking at the differences. I said, okay, I see what's happening. So let me tell you what happened. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. Welcome back to another episode of Hard Shop Life. Life. We're recording here in the backstages of JDI Studios. Yes. The backstage of the JDI Backstage. Studios. We are live. So we are live. Uh, well, recorded, obviously, because it's a podcast. But Worldwide Sports. This is Howard Cosell. <laughs> I think that's my worst Howard Cosell. That was the worst of the Howard Cosells. <laughs> so uh, the G-Man, just to, just to, you know, I guess put, if you've ever wondered how old he is, he is quoting <laughs> Howard Cosell, who I have no idea who that is, but apparently he speaks like this. Yes. I have no idea what I'm Sugar doing. Ray Leonard, tell me, <laughs> how does it feel to get punched in the face? <laughs> well, that's fascinating. <laughs> Howard Cosell. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be right. a good hard shop life. Okay. I'm, 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 I would hope, I'd be hopeful for some feedback. I'm not the only old guy that knows who Howard Cosell is that watched no. ABC's Wide World of Sports on no, uh, on Sundays. No, there's 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 a parts manager right now that's a looking. Look, Why looking, does he got to work for parts? Because right. he's, he's in the dungeon. Because the parts manager's in the dungeon, and he's looking at the poster of Howard Cosell right now. Uh, going, oh, those were the days. God. Those were the oh, days. God. So, uh, G-Man, Hard Shop Life. This episode is episode's about me. Let's just keep it honest. Okay. You know it's about me. Okay. Okay, and and the thing is, is you're gonna have to put out a lot of input because I mean, I'm not trying to be boastful, but this episode is about how do you manage high performers? How to manage high performers? That's it. Yes. So uh, take it away, G man. Just go ahead and give oh, it. Okay. That's to me, show. to me, it's it's just you know, hey, let the stallion run. The just kid. go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna need a bigger Just, stick. Is what we're gonna need. <laughs> I'm like, hey, put the put the horse on the racetrack and go. We're That's all out of carrots. We need a bigger stick. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So I think uh, it, it is appropriate that this episode is about you because that is true. So he doesn't want to boast about him, himself, so I'll boast about him. So he was he was the dealership that uh, I ran, and he was one of uh, my top service advisors. Wait, in, one, one of. Okay, I don't. Okay, he was the top service advisor on, in the crew that we Let's had. Get Let's get with it. And um, and you know, it, so we were we were talking about that with some of the managers recently, and uh, that we coach, and we were talking about you know high performers, and I, I, I everybody's got one on their team, maybe two. They've got a really really strong player, a, a really um, big producer, high performer, and. And the, the, the conversation is always the same. They are they can be a pain to manage. It can be difficult to manage them. And if you're the high performer out there, you know it's true. 
you know, you have, you're very opinionated. You, you have a strong personality. You just, it's that thing that drives you to be great is also that thing that drives you to question authority. It, it is it just what it is or to, to try to push back against the rules. And so, and so I, I believe as a result, we, you know, the, the, we as managers, let's say, as managers and, and operators and directors that are running these uh, service and parts departments, that we avoid hiring them. Mm-hmm. That when we interview somebody that's like that, that we're like, oh, I don't need another big ego on my team. I don't need another. I just don't need it. It's just too much. This guy's already a handful enough. And as a result, I think we we champion mediocrity and we hold on to that because it's, it's easier for us to to lead and us to manage. And so we were talking about, you know, Coach Jay and I were saying, hey, look, why don't we get on the podcast and let's talk about things that you can do to try to make your life easier and help you to control, you know, I don't even, I don't know if I want to use control. Is control the right word? No, the control is the right word. And the reason why I'm saying control is, and, and, and really, guys. Maybe it's contained. Ladies, <laughs> leaders, who are, who's listening to this? The reason why this is important to you, and I want you to really pay close attention to what I'm about to say. The reason why this is important to you is because this episode is not about managing the high performer. It's you understanding them so that you can better lead them. And so the thing is, there's 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 this weird thing that happened, and, and I'm going to reference my experience with you, G-Man, my experience with... Uh, Mr. D that I've, we've talked about uh, in, in past things, is he understood his talent. Mm-hmm. He understood how each one of his advisors were. And what happens is is what, what, what I believe is the failure of the leadership is trying to put an entire team into a box mm. and saying, this is the process, this is what I expect from each and every single one of you, and this is how you're going to have to follow it no matter what. It is... The reference point of the of the process that overrides the profitability aspect of things, mm-hmm. right? Could I? And so the thing is, is is, and I said this all the time. Look, if you have a system, your system is great. We used to represent a, a system. Our system is fantastic. Our system is way better than any other system uh, we've ever done. And the reason is because we've honestly taken all the systems that we've we've encountered in our in our experience of the the thirty something years or whatever, and put it all together and said, look, we're going to elevate this to another level. And and this is the advanced portion. When we do advisor training, it, our advisor training start at starts at advanced. It's not novice. It's not. I mean, no, it's advanced. Right. It's for those that want to take it to another level. So the point of what I'm trying to say is, is you have to look at this episode and say, okay, this episode's about mindset, my mindset, not controlling their mindset. Does that make sense? Yep. Because what happens is, is you guys all tuned in and go, okay, tell me how to control this beast because he's too disruptive and he gives me too much, give me too much stress. Right. But the real leader or, or the people that excel or people like like the G man here don't look at and listen to this to, this way. He's listening right now to go. You're right. I want to know how I can. Be a support system to this person while still managing all the all the rest to see it, to see how it is to to trend. Look at the system, support my system and let them know that was the case. You know what I'm saying? It's almost yeah. it's almost like when 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 I told you the story about Mr uh, about Mr. D, how advisors would go to him and go, "Well, that's not fair. Like why does Jair get to leave early? That's not fair. Why does whatever?" And he said, "Listen. Listen. 
perform like he performs. You'll have the you'll have the real oh what you know I Jair isn't doing the walk around every single time. He's not turning the steering wheel to mm-hmm. the right. He's not doing that. You know, and it's like hold on, hold on. Is he doing it ninety percent of the time? Is he doing eighty percent of the time? Is he not doing it all? Tell me what the truth is. Well, I I don't always see him do it. Okay, what what is his performance level again? What is the result? Are we getting the result? So why don't you stop worrying about him and let's focus on you because your results aren't there. So the question I have for you is, are you doing it? Right. Because all all they've done is put eyes on themselves. Yeah, and that's (laughs) it. And so, and that's, that was what kind of spawned the conversation is, you know, hey, we want you guys, you know, we want the advisors to do walk arounds and use that opportunity to build rapport and try to, you know, uh, uh, take that time to get closer to the customer. So that way, when you go to pitch, you know, you're not pitching cold. You have a, you, you're developing that relationship in those short few minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then the question comes back, well, I got this top advisor, but he doesn't do that. How important can this walk around be? And while that's true, like, that's not the message that you want to send to your people. You know, you don't want to tell your people that it's unimportant and that they they now don't have to do it, especially if their numbers aren't as the hot, the top performer. So if the top performer's not doing the walk around, he's finding a way to get that done somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like you're we're taking this one skill in isolation and saying, well, he doesn't do that. So it doesn't really need it doesn't matter, doesn't change the outcome. And that's not true. The, the truth of the matter is that. You, he's doing something to influence the outcome. And if you sat down and analyzed his system from front to back, you'd figure out what that was. Mm-hmm. So it's true. So so number one, I think low performers try to derail high performers because they use the, it's not fair, right? It's not right. fair for me. And so I want you to change the rules to be more fair. And then what you do in that is you burn the high performer. So the high performer gets pissed off because you're, you're kinking the rules to justify and fit the low performer Mm -hmm. and so then so we say okay well how do you manage a high performer let's start by making sure that his performance is recognized and incentivized and not he's not getting punished for it because that's truly i mean we've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of service advisors and i could tell you and you i mean i'm sure you can agree Mm -hmm. that as a high performer you felt like you were being punished oh yeah all All the the time. time all the time it's like uh, you to know, the victor go the spoils, not to the loser. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so. And, and and so it's it, it. And I understand. Look, there's there's going to be times where, you know, the the high performer doesn't do what he's supposed to do, or maybe he starts getting too complacent. She starts getting too complacent. I understand. And you gotta you gotta get them back into play. But the thing is, is they've created their level of ex. They've created your level of expectation of them. And if they're not delivering on that, then they're they're losing. Right, because yeah. that happened to me. You know how many times? I mean, there, there's a story, true story. Uh, we used to be a part of this competition every every month, and I won it every single month. And one day, my wife, uh, back in the day when she was just my girlfriend, says, "Honey, you know, you seem to be pretty boastful. You keep winning these things. You, they give you these awards. You're making some extra money. I don't want it to be where your peers start having animosity towards you, and then you'll start losing that camaraderie with them. So why don't you let somebody else win?" right let somebody else do it and so i said you know that's a good point and so what i would do is i wanted to be better coach and i would pep other the people up or i'd give something to them or you know i i i kind of sort of remove my hat of high performance and said kind of sort of level the playing field and i said you know what you know it'd be good and all of a sudden two months later guess what guess who's sitting in the manager's office it's me yeah i'm being criticized now i'm back to 
hey, Jerry, now you're not doing the walk around. You're not doing this. What your level? So they're going back and trying to manage me to figure out, hey, he's not doing these things that was getting him the results. Maybe he needs to go back and do those things because he's lost his way. Yeah. And then I had to, I had to, I said, look, the, the truth of the matter is, is, is I feel guilty because I don't want to be winning all the time and I don't want to be that guy. I want to be more of a team player. So I want other people to win. Where at the moment in time, we were in this competition now, nationwide competition. I was still top. I was still like in fourth, fifth place, mm-hmm. right? But then it was brought to my attention where the manager, genius that she was, looked at this, uh, at, at all the places, this placement of the entire team and said, look at this. When you win, Joey is in fourth. So-and-so is in sixth. So-and-so is in twelfth. So-and-so is in twentieth. When you're in six, Joey's now in 12th. So-and-so is in 17th. So-and-so is in 23rd. Yeah. So do you understand the impact you have when you're performing? Because although you're trying to do a, a nice gesture all around, the team is losing. Yeah, so it, it's that thing where the high bar kind of pulls everybody up. When a high performer comes in, he shows you the path to the top and pulls all the other players up. Mm-hmm. Makes everybody else better mm-hmm. because they have to chase him. Right. So the lack of a high bar, then then there's nobody there's nobody setting the standard, right? Right. So now if you drop the standard, what ends up happening is the people on the bottom start to pull things down. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go up and rise above you. They just come back down. So yeah, I don't that to me mitigating the the high performers so that somebody else can win. <laughs> Is a failed strategy because it's just not. It's not going to. They're not going to reach that level. If they could, they would have done it already. You know, right? And right. and not that you you're not going to have you know middle of the road players on your team. You are. You know, you you need base hits as as well as home runs, but you need the high performer. You need to incentivize the high performer because he's the one that's making everybody else strive to be better. He's they, they need somebody to chase down. It's just as a fact. Okay, here's an. But Jimmy. Oh no. Okay. And it's happened to us, right? We have a client right now who is talking to me about one of their advisors who sometimes comes in late. Sometimes. I mean, he can put 20 marks on the board and everybody else only puts six. And he, when, he, when he's in, he's 100% in. But sometimes he's a little inconsistent, right? And so it was one of those things where when he wants to be on, he could be absolutely a terror and, and customers love him. But sometimes when he's off, he doesn't. He's, he's almost like up and down. I'd rather maybe not have to handle that. I'd rather not okay, have to. So that, so that, so that I think that this is another you know, lesson or, or thought about managing high performers. Mm-hmm. And that is that murder is illegal regardless of your performance level. Right, mm-hmm. so the, you you may go out and get a speeding ticket, and you you might get let off for that. Mm-hmm. Right, the 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 uh, officer takes your license back, he runs your driving record and your registration, and you come back clean. You don't have any warrants, you don't have priors. You seem like an upstanding citizen. You weren't doing anything stupid, and so he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna let you off this time with a warning. Mm-hmm. Just you know, slow it down, or stay in your lane, or whatever whatever you got pulled over for. Um, but you are that same person. You followed all the rules. You're you're a, a tax paying citizen. You're successful, and you kill somebody. It really doesn't matter, right? Right. And so you have to define what that line is in your in your service department. Mm-hmm. And so you know, 
I know unequivocally coming in late, that to me is a, I have a pet peeve around that. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to get up and get there early and I'm going to make sure that things are ready, open the doors and get the department running, then you need to be there too. Like I'm not, I don't think I'm asking for that much. And so coming in late is a deal breaker performance or no performance. You can't allow that to stand. Yeah. Now he wants to leave a little early and he's got his stuff together and his numbers are high and he wants to leave, you know, instead of at seven or or six, he wants to leave at five or four thirty. Yeah, I'm going to let him do that. Mm-hmm. Like to you know, again, to the victor goes the spoils. I will let him leave early. But if I'm having a six forty five six forty five a.m. meeting, he better be there, yep. and he better not be late. And if yep. he's late more times than uh, than two, then uh, without a really you know good excuse, I, I'm going to probably make a move there. And and I'm sending a message too to everybody that no matter how high your performance is, some you know the rules still apply. You still have to follow the rules. Um, within that, there there are some gray areas you can function in, but there are some again there's some rules that are murder, and you have to define what those are. Mm-hmm. And you need to be clear with your people that this is where I draw the line. I might let you operate in little fuzzy areas, but these these ones do not cross these. These are, you know, these, these are the, you know, it's like CSI, like a guy with huge numbers, but has terrible CSI. Yeah. You can't allow that to happen. He's burning your customers. You may sell right. like a madman, but he's burning you. So it's, it's okay. He's a high performer, but you know, he's got a terrible, he's got a terrible attitude or a terrible personality. Mm-hmm. You can't let that stand. So in managing high performers, make sure that the lines are clear, you know, what they have to do in order to be, for you to be able to give them the the extra perks that that they deserve right so mm-hmm. they deserve extra perks but if they're coming in late all the time how can you then let them go home early right right i no. can let them have a parking spot on the lot they get 100 agree so it's like you can't give them the perks so they're screwing it up for themselves yeah so you have to define what that is and be very very clear and very clear with all your staff so that they know you're holding them accountable but i think that's an important part if you want to have a team you know more than one uh high performer you need it because it will it'll wear you out it'll wear you down it'll right. grind you to dust right if you don't have some pretty clear rules in place and let them manage themselves yeah and and, and that's another thing too i mean i i i have been following this um and i absolutely love my favorite athlete well actually my favorite athlete of all time everybody is bo jackson love him he's my favorite one day he's going to be on our show watch <laughs> watch it he will be on our show uh but Michael Jordan, uh, for me, uh, is tied with Bo Jackson, of course. But Michael Jordan's outstanding with this this documentary that came out recently that he talks about is he says, look, I put a lot of pressure on my team. I put a lot of pressure. But I tell you what, I never did anything or ex- or tell my teammates to do anything I wouldn't do harder myself. Yep. Okay? And so if you're the high performer, and I'm telling you right now, if you're late, you're not a high performer. Okay, but at the same time, if you're the manager, if you're the leader, you're just like he says, what's the murder line? Right? And I'll tell you what, I when I started at at the BMW store, I'll never forget the manager. God bless her heart, she was out, outstanding at process, outstanding. And she set the standard and the expectation from the very beginning. She goes, there's only two rules about working here, especially me being your boss. Rule number 1, never be late to a meeting. Never, ever, ever be late. Ever, ever. And she was serious as a heart attack. Rule number two, don't ever, ever lie to me because I'm going to find out. You will never, trust me, you may think I'm a witch or whatnot, but I'll find out and I'll know that you're lying. So don't ever do it, right? And that's it. And, and it, it was just like everything else, 
we can manage, we can handle. But those are my two. That that's the murder line. Yeah, that was the murder yeah, line. Yeah. So see, that's clear. Yeah, I understand. Right, I get it. Maybe you know, I have my own system. I don't necessarily have to follow the exact system that you have mm-hmm. um, because I'm getting big numbers with my mm-hmm. own system. And uh, and but I also understand I can't be late for a meeting. Mm-hmm. So I I know where it can be gray and I know where it's black and white. And I think that's an important step if you're going to manage high performers. So let me ask you this, G-Man, because this is where it happened to me. It, I know it's happened to you, and I want you to help them. So I, I'm having the high-performer advisor hat on. And let me talk to you as a high-performer advisor, or even a regular advisor. Why is it Why is it that we get criticized and, and the microscope is put on us whenever we're doing well? And my personal opinion is it's because you make other people accountable and all they try to do is redirect the the the, the pointing to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. And 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 the thing is is what what words of advice what what are the takeaways? Let's start talk, talking about that now. What takeaway would you give? What is the advice you give to a leader and a manager that deals with something like that? Well, see, where so they're you, being accused because well, I was accused. You yeah, you have to understand that the ego's involved. So like everybody who's not performing, their ego's being challenged and bruised by the fact that you are performing. So, you know, we, we, we still have the alligator brain, right? We still have our, our, our uh, you know, prehistoric, I guess if you call it, um, we still have our, that consciousness is still there, that fight or flight, that survival. And unfortunately, that part of your psychology doesn't understand the difference between you breaking your arm and having psychological pain. And so it, it fights against both, right? So your ego is going to put out a defense when you feel like you're you're in pain. Mm. And in pain could mean you're looking out and you're saying, I am not as good as this guy next to me, mm-hmm. right? I do not, I'm not performing at that level. How can that possibly be? Like, how am I not performing at the level he's performing at? Am I, am I, am I bad? Am I bad at my job? You know, so it starts to put into all these questions. You have self doubt. And so there are all these things that are going on in your psychology and to protect yourself, your ego jumps in and says, nope, he's doing something wrong, Mm -hmm. right? He's Mm -hmm. kinking the rules. There's Mm -hmm. something different. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a liar. He's a cheat. He's, it's like, you'll make up any excuse. He's, he's in a different market. He's got a different brand. He's, you know what I mean? Like when we would bring up um, Hassan, for example. Oh yeah. Ooh, we're getting a big, big sunlight here. Yeah. We uh, we bring up Hassan. You know, he he's one of the most successful advisors I, I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And they they the good buddy of mine. Yeah. Total respect for him. Total respect for he's Hassan. If you're out there, if you listen to us, Hassan, you know, you my boy. Congrats. Blue. But he um so he he uh whenever you bring up his numbers, the first thing the advisors say, well, what brand did he work for? I, 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 oh. It drives me nuts. And then you say, well, he worked for BMW. They go, oh, oh well, that was BMW. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Oh, oh, he was in LA? Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Dude, I, I'm like, oh. But meanwhile, I got a, I got a guy in no, can Pennsylvania. I say, can I please say it? Yeah, can I please say it? For, let me tell you something. For those of you that think BMW is easy, okay, they used to sell a maintenance plan, people. People used to come in for warranty all, all the time. It was warranty maintenance. Warr- the only thing we had to look forward to is maybe selling tires, Right. Because it wasn't brakes. Brakes were covered. Brake, brake fluid flushes were covered. All, everything was covered. So we had to find ways to like, hey, fuel injection services. You had to do alignment. We had to do all these things, right? 
And so the thing was is that is that I just want to I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm sorry. Well, careful just, what you just, think. Yeah, is yeah. You, you make careful assumptions. when you judge people and you make assumptions because you think their world's easier. But again, that's your ego talking. Mm-hmm. That's not your conscious mind talking. Because if you thought about it consciously, you would understand that he has limitations the same way that you have, mm-hmm. and maybe those limitations are different than yours, but they still are limitations. Mm-hmm. So. So, so, so that's the thing. That's where the ego goes to protect us. And I think you have to be aware that that's happening because, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, your feelings lie to you and, and they'll, they'll, they'll convince you of things. And that's what's happening is you're, you get a feeling about it. You're trying to convince yourself that it's not possible. Meanwhile, in the course of doing that, you're missing opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, so so as leaders as managers you want to recognize when you're sitting across from somebody and they're criticizing the high performer like is this uh, legitimate or is this their ego talking because if it's their ego speaking you want to talk to the ego right so what you want to do is rather than saying you know get out of my office he's a high performer you go you go figure it out what i what i would do is i would say well look you know let's take a look at his numbers and let's see what he's doing different than what you're doing like, why don't we talk about, and you know, how far away are you from him? How, mm-hmm. what, would, what would we have to do to get you into that range so then you could take the extra day off or you could leave the, mm-hmm. the shop a little early? And so I would switch it on them and, and start to, it's almost like you're, you want to go in, in a protection mode and start to protect their ego because, again, they're feeling pain and their ego stepping up to prevent that pain. And in that, it's preventing them from learning. It's preventing them from moving forward. It's preventing them from becoming your next high performer. Yeah, but G-Man, you know, what you're doing is you're redirecting them. You know, you're just redirecting them, and, and you're redirecting me. I came to you, and I brought you proof that that, that high performer is stealing from customers. And and then you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. thank you for the information. Mm-hmm. This I'll handle that, right? Isn't that what you do? Isn't that, I mean, is well, that I how think, you also redirect, think- too? It's like, wait a minute. I would look at the, oh, well, let's take a look at the, this. Yeah. Let's look at the proof. Because if there is, let's just say there's proof. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, you've got to make a decision. Right, there. right. But it, half the time it's 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 misconstrued or it's something else. And so you you sit down and let's analyze this. Then again, I'm going to try to switch them. I'm going to try right. to move them into a learning mode. I'm going to say, look, let, why don't we just help you try to get to where you want to go? What are your goals? And get them off of this thing. Because the worst thing you can do, the worst thing you can do if you want to perform is look over there and start to throw stones at the high performer. Mm-hmm. Like we were just talking with a with a manager on the phone the other day, talking about technicians who look across the shop and see what see what another tech is doing, and then you use that as you know, it's not fair. He's got the good job. I need to get to the good job. And meanwhile, they're not doing their multi points, and they're not getting uh, they're not getting good you know good sales off the multi points, so they're not getting good hours, and that's what they're missing. But they're missing it because they think. That they're missing, they got FOMO, right? Their fear of missing out on that job over there. So they're just hu- hurrying to get to the next job. And that's, you can't have that as a tech, man. I'm telling you, that will kill you. As an advisor, that will kill you. As a manager, that will kill you. You, you have to, you have to look at things and say, what, what can I learn from that? How do I get the lesson? How do I better myself? I don't want to make, like we we're just talking about, I don't want to bring the top line down so I feel better about myself. Right. I want to get closer to the top. Right. And so it's sometimes in the middle of that field, that's what you need to do. You've got the high performer set in the high bar. And now everybody in the middle of the field, when they come to you with that bruised ego, you need to help push them up mm-hmm. and get them closer to the top. That should be the goal. Get their eyes off what's happening over there. Put their eyes on their own numbers and get them to move and become your next high performer. 
Okay, G-Man, I totally agree with most of that. I, I'm just saying that I, I feel bad for the high performer because they get picked on, right? I mean, like that one situation. I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. High performing service advisor gets pulled into a manager's office um, and, and says, you know, I really want to uh, talk to you about something that really has us con- concerned. Uh, the high performer had sold a uh, power steering service on a vehicle twice within like a nine month period right and 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 there the manager approached this high performance saying i'm really concerned about this i i'm i'm, I'm looking i want to see an excuse i want a reason i want to look into this because it, it you know stealing cheating uh ripping customers off is unacceptable mm-hmm. that is a that is a murder line thing that's beyond the murder line that is you know murder for you uh but you know you should look at that and then Next thing you know, of course, bewildered, the high performer was like, wait, how did I make this mistake? Let me go look. Long story short, comes back and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see where I made a mistake here, but I understand how this possibly was was a mistake in regards to selling something. Is the high performer sold the power steering service, right, and missed that the power steering kit was in a in a steering rack line because they had replaced the steering rack mm-hmm. or oh no power uh, a power steering seal the, the the seal and they put the flush on that line so there was no opcode for the power steering service yeah right it's like and so he goes back to the the manager goes wait a minute I, I see the mistake we need oh I'm, I'm like look I I look for opcodes when I'm doing my reviews I'm looking for the opcode and recommendations or what the history was and the history didn't show me, I'm, I'm playing the, the guy, right? Didn't show me that the power steering service was done. So I presented it and I sold right. it. Right. So I'm totally good. I mean, the right thing to do here is let's write up another repair order. Let's credit it. Let me contact the customer and we'll send them a, a check. Yeah. Or put it back on the credit card. But it wasn't something that was maliciously done on purpose. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that's typically the case, I think, you know, when, when it's the ego talking that, it's it's they're they found a mistake that's been made and they're using they're exploiting that to try to then throw stones at the high performer right and so that's that's what i'll find but then there are times you know when you find you, you know, do. some kink and you, you got to be careful and so that's another thing you want to make sure that you're doing too is that you know to manage high performers you know when i go through and i'm looking at i'm working with the manager and we're looking at repair orders and we're trying to determine how to improve themselves i'm looking for two things I'm looking for anomalies that are too high and anomalies that are too low. Absolutely. Because, you know, too high is just as bad as something too low. I see a guy with a $300 ELR, $250 ELR. I'm I'm like, okay, there's a kink here. I want to find it. Yep. At the same time, I see a guy with a 30 or 20 or 10. Like, I know he's... He's also doing some heavy discounting yep. Or, yep. or giving or, something away. Or his or his pay plan compensates him more for hours per RO yeah. than he does for the effective yeah. labor or vice versa. Look, that, fly, that's, yeah, that's flagging 10 I'm hours telling you right now, that's what 50 bucks. I, I, I will find it. If yeah. there's anything that JDI coaching can do is we will find you. Yeah. Because I know what every high performing, every you want to cut a corner, you want to do this. Trust me, I know how to play the game. I know how to play work the pay plan every time i go into a store and i look at your numbers and i see the high performer doing something or i see a couple of anomalies and the effective labor rates 50 dollars higher than anybody else i'm like okay let me look at some tickets i'm like hey by the way let me pull the internal tickets because i know what he's doing 
How big is his, his 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 compensation for that ELR? Oh well, he's been hitting the top tier for the past six months. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Great. Let me look at that. Let me look at month number eight, and then we'll look at number n- month number four. And I'm looking at the differences. I said, okay, I see what's happening. So let me tell you what happened. And like, oh. Uh, if your service advisor has a high effective labor rate, this is what he's doing. He's not paying the tech on certain jobs, and then he's going, oh, I didn't pay the tech. Let me open another ticket. I'll put that internal. I'll internal the the, the time, right? I, so then I've overinflated on this repair order my effective labor rate to make me look good, and then I've internaled the time. And yeah. the guy's got paid because guess what? The technician doesn't care. He just wants to get paid. Right, right. right? So he hides it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that, they, and that's the thing. So you want to look for that because that will will help you to manage the high performer just to make sure that his numbers are real. Right. And and uh, and if there's anybody there that has the potential, they want to know that the that the the playing field's fair. Right. And that we're, there's not a kink in there somewhere. Right. Because if I'm if I'm you know if we're you know we're honest advisors, we want to come in and we want to we just want to want to make money and do it the right way. Then we want to know that there's not somebody over there kinking it, yeah, and getting you know getting you know getting. It, it, I guess uh, what would I say? Uh, you know, uh, when what what is it? A bad apple spoils a whole bunch, mm-hmm. right? So he's screwing it up for everybody else, and so you just don't. We don't want to allow that as a leader. You don't want to allow that to happen. And if you're an advisor, you know, help your leader with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that the, that's the other thing too. If you're a high performer out there and you're listening, think about more about being a benefit to your manager and your leader than trying to just constantly run up against it and and have conflict like help him he's not going to be everything to the business that the business needs they, he needs somebody that has skill sets that he doesn't and so you're you're there to help him will actually benefit you you will grow the general manager will see that the owner will see that it will get recognized um, and and you'll you'll begin to grow versus if you're just always a problem then when it comes time for promotions and people to move around, um, then that's how they're going to look at you. So you want to make sure that you are framing yourself in the best light as well. Yeah, and 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 have a have a direct line to the influencers of your department to know how to best manage that that environment too, because it's important. It's important. Like let's say, because look, it happens. It happens where the outlier gets shunned a lot. And then the low performers who are sometimes those influencers like stirring up the pot. Yeah. And they go talk to the rest of them. And yeah, you know, that sure. guy's yeah, yeah, you don't want that. Oh, you yeah. you know, he he'll cheat or he he's not a good team player. Whatever. Whatever you want to make up, that's the problem. But that's also something you need to address as a culture in your in your in your store or, or your department to look and go, guys, we're all here to win it together. You know, we're not here to point fingers at each other of how other people are failing or cheating. Um, there's got to be a level of trust, and that's what's yep. critically important too. You know, and so that's I guess that's another point to make is if you want to manage high performers, do you have a culture of winning? Mm-hmm. It, you know, is your is your service drive a culture of winning? Because if it's not, then your culture is not set up to incentivize the high performer or to recognize them, which again is going to make it difficult because. It's going to bruise their ego. Like they're putting up big numbers. They want to get recognized. They want that praise, that recognition. They want to see themselves on the top of a scoreboard because that's how they define themselves. And so if you don't have a scoreboard, you're not measuring results. You don't post numbers because you don't want to make Johnny, whose numbers are kind of down on the bottom, feel Mm -hmm. bad about himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you're doing a disservice to the top performer, which is really the person that you want to, to run. 
So, you know, so think about that for a second. If you need to go back and, and view your culture and see if it's set up to incentivize the high performance. Is it a performance culture? Is it a culture mm -hmm. of winning? Do you want people around there feeling like, hey, if I won one, I, you know, I, you know, feeling good about themselves and, and uh, you know, having high self-esteem, high, you know, high um, confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what you really what you want to build in your service department versus this thing where we're kind of like, eh, we don't really recognize it. We're covering it up. We're not running numbers every day. We're not talking about it. We're not posting it. We don't have a scoreboard. You know, if you're not talking about the the high performers in your morning meeting, you're doing a disservice. Right. Talk about it. Lord them. Uh, uh, oh, but uh, hold on, G-Man. Oh, here here he goes G -Man. again. But G-Man. So there's a manager right now listening to him who's a leader and going, oh, I don't have that problem in my store. You know what I do? I compensate because what we do is we have this pool. And so everybody gets paid. And so when the high performer wins, everybody wins. And so that's how I've alleviated that problem to create this balance. And you know what I'm going to say? Shame on you. Shame on you that you're accepting mediocre because that guy who's not working his butt off, right, is riding on the coattails of the high performer. When oh, you're burning the high performer. Yeah. I don't I'm the guy that's performing and he's getting paid. Exactly. Uh, I'm out. I'm, I'm not, out. I'm not where you're working there. Guys, yeah, that's if, you, not gonna happen. If, if you're an advisor in this situation, call us. Yeah. I'm going to re, I'm going to redirect another, you, bro. I'm going to find you somebody you. else. This is ridiculous. Because I'm tar I'm sorry, we you know, this well, I've is seen before too where managers will actually have a different pay plan for a low performer. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> so they won't let the high performer, they give him a lower percentage than they do the low performer because they want to they want to create harmony and yeah. equity and I'm yeah. sorry. The yeah. world is full of people who are good at stuff. I can't play basketball yeah. with Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm five. I'm five ten. It's just not going to happen. I, I, I and, and this is the funny part. This is the funny part where you have a high performer, and the manager or the general manager or somebody says, "Oh no no no, nobody can make a hundred grand. Nobody can make a hundred grand. So if he makes a hundred grand, then we need to change the pay plan. Yeah. Then that takes the person who made sixty grand to forty grand. And then what yeah. the heck are you doing there? It's like no no. Listen, it is good to have outliers. Yes. It is good. Okay. It is okay to have it. Now, you want to have a team environment, you want to do all these things, fine. But I agree with G-Man, and, and this is this is the takeaway, is create an environment where everything is just fair, okay? And if there's any inequalities, identify those inequalities in order to create awareness of it. Yeah, so it's equality of opportunity, yes. not equality of result. Yes. Right? So everybody has the same opportunity. I love that. Quote that. But not, that's a quote. But you're not all going to get the same results, and that's just a given. I was not the top advisor. I'll just tell you right now. I was a top tech, uh, but I was not the top advisor. And so when I became an advisor, I was a middle-of-the-road advisor. I wasn't I, – I, you know, over time, could I have become – of course. You know, with the right skills, I was growing, but I got promoted into management really fast – and, and being an advisor was a small stepping stone for me. Um, but, you know, it, it, and that's okay. Like, you're going to need guys that come in, and I recognize that I don't have the same skills that Coach Jay has. You know, I would I need to build systems, and I need to, to have things around me to perform at a high level, and it takes me time to construct that. Yeah, you and know? I can't build a bracket and put a clock yeah. on the wall. That's just, I, I don't do that. Right. You know, I really can't. <laughs> He's not gonna. I'm just. He's not gonna put a water pump in your. You know. I'm. Three. I'm, I'm just not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna find somebody to do it. So and that's and just you know and that's okay. And I think everybody needs to understand that and and try to get the most out of the people in the middle as you can. Have an outlier to make sure that you raise the bar, and then the people on the bottom watch for ego talk. Create a culture of winning. You know, have scoreboards. Lord the victors. You know. Uh, 
you know, give the spoils to the victors, like have awards, inspire people to be that person. Right. And, and I think you will find that you will have a high performing team and not just one high performer. It will build a high performing team for you. Yeah. If anything, use the high performer to raise your minimum standard. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because if your high performer is consistently providing you this and the low performer is consistently providing you this and you have your people in the move in the middle moving up, but this low performer staying where he's at, guess what? You have the you have a you have the negative outlier. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. And 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 and, and that's that's the pressure you put on them. Just like he said at the very beginning, G-Man said, "Your people are all going to be based on whoever's number 1." To lead the charge of performance. Yeah, they need to know what's possible. And your high performers should keep other people accountable. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I know. I saw it. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to be boastful for myself. But I also, you know, I, I people like Doug Waltz. People like Hassan. I mean, Hassan was almost a tyrant to things. He goes, listen, don't waste my time. You're going to do this and you're going to do it right or else I'm not going to work with you. That's just it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. the thing is, is that's how Michael Jordan was get with his my team. Court, right? Yeah. yeah, get listen. If you're not gonna come and we're be to practice, if you're not gonna be on time, if you're not gonna do this, if you're not gonna whatever, get the heck out. Yeah. Like, I don't want you on my team. I'm here to win. We're gonna win. We're gonna be the best. And in order to be the best, you gotta sacrifice something, right? Yep. So and think about choice. that. Think about that. Build a culture of winning. Yeah. And, and build yourself a team of high performers and and you know, use some of the thoughts that we've have here. If you if you got struggles or challenges, you can always reach out to us, and uh, and we'd be happy to help you with with any of your needs: leadership, yeah. management, advisors, structure. Yeah, listen, culture. We listen, can we can help you build a, a high performing service. Department. If you're an owner and you want us to evaluate your business in regards to fixed operations, we'll find it. If you're a general manager that wants to see the operations of your parts department and and service department. We'll find it. If you are a manager, a, a service manager, a parts manager, just questioning something and you want another set of eyes looking at it, trust me, we'll find it. We are finders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we love it. We love it. We'd be like, did you know that this and this is... How many times do we have conversations with owners and, and managers and they think one thing and they think that's the, the that's what it is and then you go, well, do you know that he's doing this? Yeah. Do you know that he's kinking it this way? What? I said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This because it's like, how'd you find that? Because that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> we find it. <laughs> All right, guys. I think this has been a great, uh, great session, a great yeah. episode. I appreciate you, G Man. Uh, this really wasn't all about me. It's it's about understanding yourself. It's about understanding your leadership. Understanding how to best manage. Um, because there are people out there, there are managers out there going, you know what? I'd rather not have the headache of having a high performer and just having a bunch of B players. Yep. But guess what? You just want to be the middle of of the uh, of you just you just want to be the middle guy. And and I don't know if anybody wants to be a part of that kind of team. Do you, G? No. Okay, good. Like, yeah. No. yeah. Everybody so, wants to win the championship. Not yeah. to, not to be a team that's in the middle. And that's why you're my partner, bro. It. Like, if we're going to do something, go, we do win. it to help people to win. Yeah. Right? It's like, eh, we're going to have a couple Bs, and we're going to have a couple of that. But no. as long as we're collecting big paycheck, you know, there's people out there, right? There's consulting firms out there like, hey, you know what? As long as you're paying me, I don't yeah. care what happens to them. No, I'm that's not going to waste us. my time. Uh, that's not us. It's too By the painful. way, that's it's too painful. yeah, I can't do that. I cannot, I cannot accept mediocre because you're paying for it. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, what? Exactly. It's like, oh, anyway. all right, everybody. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. This is uh, this is great. Hard shop life. Tell your family and friends. That's right.